Listen to that. That's a pretty sick beat. My buddy Derek, he actually, uh, he put that little beat together for me. Thanks, Derek. You can actually find him on the SoundCloud. He's not a SoundCloud rapper. He told me he actually tried it, and it was just, it was, it was a no-go. So he's making beats. He's putting them on SoundCloud. You can find him at uh, Prod by Derek. Whoa. He also goes by Derek the Producer. Also goes by DJ Diddles. He doesn't let most people know that. Holy shit. Welcome to the show, everyone. Wow. Uh, I've actually... I'm part of another podcast uh, where I have a little more respect for myself. This show, self-respect, it's out the window. I'm going raw. It's like a raw vegan diet. Who? No, actually... No, fuck that. Okay, this is sh- not... The show is actually not anything like a raw vegan diet. I don't know what I mean by that. Okay, so this show I'm hoping will be like a mix of like the day-to-day observations that are present in Jerry Seinfeld stand-up and the passion of of InfoWars with Alex Jones. Basically, it's like if Scat Porn had a podcast. Oh, Christ. All right, let's talk about Alex Jones for a sec. Not really him, but more his store online. I want you to go to InfoWarsStore.com, and I really want you to take a look at all this shit. One of my favorites that he does, he does the Super Male Vitality. It's got 4.6 stars, 4,000 reviews. This is some good shit. Let's read. The all-new and advanced Super Male Vitality formula uses the newest extraction technology with even more powerful concentrations of various herbs and extracts designed to be even stronger. What the fuck does that mean? It comes in like a little dropper. It looks like like those little CBD oil droppers. I want to see what... Oh, okay. This is good. As men age, they often experience a slowdown in vitality, energy, and overall wellness. Super male vitality is specifically designed to assist the body in regulating proper balance to create superior vitality in males and has been used by Alex Jones in order to maximize vitality when working up to 12 hours a day or more uh, in in the fight for freedom. Holy shit. Not 12 hours. AJ, you crazy fucking bastard. 12 hours a week. Yeah, the dude's wild. All right, let's 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 read some of the ingredients here. It says, please note, while these Asian and South American herbs have been available individually in spe- uh, specialty herb shops in the United States for decades, we have brought them together in a unique combination just for you. There's Tribulus terrestris fruit. It's a vigorous plant integrated into the super male. This is all fucking bullshit. Okay, I'm not even going to read all of it. There's maca root, which uh, tons of hippies and shit use. Tongcat Alley, that's a root too. What the fuck? This is great. All right, so we know what it's made out of. But what are the reviews? I got to read them. Let's see. There's 4,138 reviews. And only 168 one stars. People love this shit. This one's a five out of five. Energy boost. I feel awesome. 
take some drops in the morning, and boom, I feel great. And I'm 51 and disabled. Great stuff, Alex. Shit. Mentally disabled. He's listening to Alex fucking Jones. Five out of five. This one's labeled Zing in the Thing. I have really felt a difference in my day in a very good way with this supplement. Oh, I thought it was going to be about his dick. Get this while you can. This product is the real deal. Can you imagine? This is probably like six of the 12 fucking hours that Alex Jones is actually just sitting there writing fake reviews for super male vitality. I'll give you one more. It's a five out of five. It says, gave me my husband back. This product has completely turned my husband's sex drive around. He is 39 and was tired all of the time and practically had no desire for sex at all until he started taking this. Now he's back to how he felt 10 years ago. His sex drive is back in a big way, and this wife is loving it. There's not a fucking chance somebody's fucking wife is writing reviews on Alex Jones' store. Oh, and it seems to give him more energy throughout his workday, too, which is easily an 11-hour day. Oh, she has a crush on Alex Jones. She doesn't want to say her husband works 12 hours, because then AJ's going to be like, oh, well, she's already with the perfect fucking man. He works 11 hours a day. He's a fucking pussy. That's amazing. Oh, all right. So talking about marketing products. Terrible products. I just watched the Super Bowl the other day, and everyone always says, I don't really like the game. I just watched the Super Bowl for commercials, and I have one question, and that is, why? They're never really that fucking good. There's always those Budweiser commercials. I don't know. I never really find them tear-jerking or interesting in the least, but everybody seems to fucking like them. And I've taken some marketing classes. I've been in communications classes, and all the teachers bring them up. They're like, you know, you should really know. I don't want to watch this shit. And then I have to. And then we talk about the puppies and we talk about the fucking horses. Very annoying. But I am going to talk about a few commercials that I saw the other night that I either enjoyed or fucking despised. Number one was that Bud Light corn syrup commercial. Big fan of that shit. Um, mainly because I'm a craft beer snob and listening to a macro beer company talk down to another macro beer company is super funny. Um... Also, I really enjoy that dilly dilly bullshit. I'm sorry. I like it a lot. Um, so like they take, what was it? They took the, uh, the big giant barrel of corn syrup and they're like, let's take it to the Coors factory. And then like Coors was like, no, we just got our shipment today. Take it down to Miller. And then they took it to Miller and they're like, thanks for the fucking corn syrup. Actually, I was just on Twitter before I started recording and I saw that like, the corn farmers are fucking, I hate to say that they like, you know, firing pitchforks, farmers, but they're pretty fucking pissed at Bud Light right now because, I don't know, there's always, like, bad things about corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup and stuff, so. Corn farmers, you know, they always get the short end of the stick, so makes you feel a little bit bad. And then Miller Light came back and said some shit. They're like, but we have a better taste. And you're like, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it is a more superior beer. Another, another beer commercial. This one actually pissed me off because probably like two weeks ago, Jeff Bridges tweeted a video of him dressed up as the dude. And I was so excited when I saw the dude that I didn't like check the date. But I then I realized that it said like um, 
2 slash 3 slash 2019. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's the Super Bowl. So really, we either had the option for maybe like a second Big Lebowski or a shitty Super Bowl commercial. And we were blessed with a shitty fucking Super Bowl commercial. Shitty enough um, for Stella Artois. Yeah, Stella Artois. It was fucking Jeff Bridges as the dude and um, that fucking chick they make fun of on South Park all the time. Looks like a horse. Shit, I forget her name. Basically like the not hot Jennifer Aniston. I don't know. She's forgettable and she was in this fucking commercial and it was terrible. I'm mad at you, Jeff Bridges. You really pumped me up for a second, Big Lebowski. Next, scary stories to tell in the dark. That shit looks spooky. I think that this commercial was like 10 seconds long and it was just a girl looking into a mirror and she had that zit with like a weird thing poking out of it. And then like when she touched it, like half of her face moved. It fucking freaked me out. That shit's gross. I don't like spooky stuff, but I used to read these books as a kid and I'm super pumped. I actually just saw... Uh, one of the like horror websites just released like a full video and like full montage of all the monsters that's going to be in this fucking show. I don't know, dude. It's looking a little scarier than I like to dabble in. I'm not, not really sure if I'm going to jump on that, but the little lady might, she likes the spooky shit. Another one that made me laugh. It actually just, it's sometimes you, you watch those commercials and they make you fucking crack up and you know, it's funny for a reason, but you don't know if you're laughing at it for the reason, like they want you to laugh at it. And that is going to be, um, that mint mobile commercial. I don't know what the fuck they were trying to like get across, but, um, all I know is that the like little girl was like pouring chunky milk into her cereal. And like the dad came in, he's like a businessman. He's about to go to work. And he's just like, save some chunks for me. And I fucking died laughing. I couldn't fucking handle it. I don't even know what they were trying to say. I think they were trying to say, like, looking forward to, like, paying your high bill is, like, looking forward to chunky milk. But it was fucked up. Save some chunks for me, dude. Another one. This one just fucking... It was confusing. It was a weird dude who obviously, like... I thought he was some sort of artist. I don't know what these artists look like. I just know their paintings and shit. And uh, he like he's sitting there with like a Burger King burger. It looks like it's like 1979. And uh, he's unwrapping the burger. And then he takes like the glass bottle of ketchup and he starts to like smack it. And he's mad because it's hard to get it out of the glass bottle. Um, and then he like puts it on the paper and then he starts to dip his burger in it. And he's like eating it. And then it's like hashtag eat like Andy. And then I found out it's Andy Warhol. But the whole fucking time, I don't know why this is a really disturbing thought in my head. I should really get this shit checked out. But the whole time, I was just waiting for his fucking head to explode. Like, I was waiting for, like, a kill shot. Like, a headshot of some sort. Like, there was just, like... Like, maybe it's a McDonald's commercial. And they're like, let's fucking kill this guy. Um, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of all the commercials. But, uh, you know, during the big game. The big fucking game. This just reminds me of like one of your like kids you went to high school with who like he like like does raps and stuff like before SoundCloud rappers and stuff but like he would put it on on YouTube maybe and like someone would be like hey Super Bowl and he's like hey only my mom calls me Super Bowl you can call me the big game and I'm like the big fucking game everyone knows why they can't say Super Bowl because you can't you have to pay like a, a zillion dollars Budweiser actually pays a zillion dollars so if you ever see a Budweiser commercial during like 
December or January, they're allowed to be like, are you ready for the Super Bowl? And they can say that shit and not get in trouble because they pay like $22 million, I think I read. It's pretty fucked up. But I was watching the game, which was terribly boring. Um, And I realized that watching football makes me really want to start talking with something covering my mouth. I don't know why. It's just all coaches do it. They look really fucking serious and really cool when they do it. And I think it would just just really throw people off around me like I go to like a local coffee spot and I just cover my mouth like with my like with imagine you go to a coffee shop right and you're ordering your coffee and you just cover your mouth with your folder the whole time you're like doing your order I don't know why you have a folder I'm assuming you're a businesswoman maybe a student right you're there to do your work but you're really sipping an Americano while tweeting at Jeff Bezos from your troll account this is you not me but you know what guys I don't have to cover my mouth when I talk you know why It's 2019, and 2019 is the year of the floss. And I don't mean that dance that 7- to 12-year-olds do at sporting events. I mean flossing your goddamn teeth. Why? Because teeth fucking stink, dude. I mean, they're in your mouth. They're bound to stink. Now, you may think, why do you know that teeth stink? That's a really fucking gross thing to know. Well, because humans are fucked. And for some reason, we smell everything. It's so primitive in in our DNA, right, that stinky things are bad or dangerous. So even though we can do math and we have iPhones and we can wait for Stranger Things, uh, you know, season three on Netflix because we can comprehend complex storylines and we can interpret nonverbal cues to fabricate meaning, we still sniff our hands after we scratch our asses. Not just like dig in there and sniff our hands, but like when you itch like the back and you're like, maybe you're like a little sweaty, you went to the gym, and you just kind of go down too far, and you know you touched your ass crack, but you just fucking smell it, just so you can go, yep, I just touched my ass crack. That's what it is with this teeth flossing shit, uh, because when you haven't flossed in a long time, uh, you're going to have at least one, pop, very possibly two, stinky teeth, and you'll know which one it is before you smell it, because the floss doesn't really squeak through there as much as it does the other teeth. But don't worry, you'll smell it because you're a person and you won't be able to fucking help it. You're gross. Just realizing being like really passionate about flossing. Maybe this is the Alex Jones portion of the show, I suppose, because you got to floss if you aren't using fluoride. (laughs) If you're using fluoride free toothpaste, because you're concerned that the very real studies show that fluoride has indeed turned frogs gay. They've adopted fun color boas, hoop earrings, and they all listen to fucking wham. Seriously, that is something he sells on his website. It is a fluoride-free toothpaste just so you don't turn gay. But I'm really, I'm talking about floss and why do you have to floss? Because you have stinky teeth. And why do you have stinky teeth? Because you eat food. And I want to talk about the worst food to ever eat if you're planning on brushing your teeth within, I don't know, the next fucking six hours. And that food is Oreos. Now, um, no, this is fucking serious. This is a, a thing that my girlfriend and I have gone over multiple times. Like before you go to bed, maybe you want a snack. I don't know. You have a sweet tooth. You can eat anything, just not fucking Oreos. Cause all that black shit that just gets in your, gets in your teeth. Maybe it Maybe it actually does the same shit that, like, people use that charcoal and shit, and they got that black stuff all over their teeth. I don't know. Just don't do it before you go to bed or brush your teeth. Because Oreos are Milk's favorite cookie, and they're my favorite cookie, too. But I'm pretty strict on 
an OG Oreos. I'm not really a big fan of uh, all like the uh, the Oreo spinoffs, the legacies, if you will, the fanfic of uh, Oreos. But recently I have dabbled um, and I've had some extraordinarily underwhelming flavors. Both flavors actually were pretty great cakes that translated into shit cookies. Number one, that's red velvet. So I'm not gonna say that I love red velvet cake because I don't really think I do, but I do love chocolate, which red velvet is. And I guess I don't mind that it's red, which for some reason it also fucking is. Um, but saying that you're going to make something red velvet flavored is just making it chocolate flavored, which Oreos already are. It was weird. They were like regular Oreos, but the cookie sucked and the cream filling sucked. Number two that I had, carrot cake. Carrot cake, on the other hand, I do love carrot cake. It's sweet, it's spicy, it's got cream cheese frosting. I almost said filling. Um, and the thing that Nabisco missed the mark on with this cookie was everything. Cookie didn't taste like carrot cake. It tasted like poop. Not actually like poop, but it did kind of taste like poop. So the filling tasted like cream cheese, which sounds good, right? You'd be wrong because it's supposed to taste like cream cheese frosting and it was not as sweet as I thought it should have been. I don't know. Um, maybe if it was an everything bagel Oreo, um, maybe that would work. I wouldn't put it past them to do something that fucked up. Like just imagine like oniony garlic poppy seed cookie um, and then like a regular cream cheese filling. Um, I have been told that something like that already exists by Ritz, which is also Nabisco. So they already kind of like have that going on for them. So good on them, but they should really make everything bagel Oreos. And I'm talking so damn much about Oreos right now that I think I need Oreo as a sponsor. I guess it'd really be Nabisco. Uh, so I could do like Nilla or Triscuit ads. But uh, unfortunately, Nabisco does not sponsor me. But I do have a few sponsors for today's episode. So I'm going to go ahead into a cash corner and let you know about some great products and services. Are you living in the past in a home without a dishwasher? Do you want access to the same technological advances the rest of us already living in the 21st century enjoy? Then you need Atomic Sponge, the world's first dish sponge with built-in soap pod. Simply run the Atomic Sponge under warm water, crack the revolutionary soap pod inside the sponge, and watch pesky dirt and grime melt away. It's said that the U.S. ceased nuclear testing in 1992, but testing continues today, and that research was used to create the technology for this product. Get Atomic Sponge and start going nuclear on your dishes. All right, so I know this happens to me pretty often. I'm sure it's happened to you. Let me set the scene. You're out and about, shopping, maybe running errands, and all of a sudden you get that rumble. You've got a full shopping list, another two stops, and you've got to go a number two. There's always that moment of panic when you start to think about a possible lack of toilet paper or someone else's piddle on the seat. Well, now you can put your mind at rest while choosing a public restroom with bestbathrooms.com. Bestbathroom.com gives you the ability to check restroom ratings and read reviews by people in your exact situation. Wipe right to check into a location and write your own review, or wipe left to continue searching for the perfect place to poop. You've heard of Untapped for beer and Yelp for food. Now you have bestbathrooms.com. They do the pushing. You just have to wipe. Finally, we've got another sponsor. Uh, we're sponsored by Hold the Olives. Hold the Olives is the first meal plan service of its kind. 
offering nutritious and delicious planned meals without ever featuring a single olive. Use the code H5AAF at checkout to receive two free appetizer recipes with the purchase of your first week of meals. That's capital H, five, AA, capital F at checkout for two free recipes, including olive tapenade and blue cheese stuffed olives that are sure to impress at your next get together. Don't waste your time at the supermarket. Just hold the olives. Some assembly required. Olives not included. Okay, so that's Cash Corner. I was just talking about food. I was talking about flossing. I've actually got a a fun little story. Something just kind of threw me off. You ever have those little things you just kind of, like, you're already kind of thrown off for the day. Maybe you're working. uh, You know, maybe you get, like, crowd anxiety and you're at the store. I was at the store the other day. Uh, I was at Wegmans. If you're not from Western New York, that's basically like uh, Western New York's Whole Foods. Uh, funny enough, Whole Foods opened up in our area, and you can always find a parking place there because they're always fucking dead. So I'm at the good Whole Foods. I'm at Wegmans, right? And I walk in. It was actually the day of the big game. Uh, so they had some big game specials. And uh, the sign read, it was for pizzas, by the way. $10 cheese, $12 cheese and roni. $10 cheese, $12 cheese and roni. I can't even describe the kind of fucked up dream state I was thrown into by the word roni. Everybody, every single person, that teenager working at Domino's, the weird gross dude who works at your local pizza shop, Racist Papa John. Everybody knows that cheese and pepperoni pizza shortened is cheese and pep. Cheese and roni fucked me right up. I just, it, it really threw me off. I had to take a picture of it and send it to the boys. The boys didn't quite get why I was so upset either. Um, but I hope you get it. I, I think it's just one of those things that cheese and roni just, it doesn't, I mean, it kind of does sound kind of cool, but nope, it's cheese and pep. And I guess a lot of the times it's like, I just try and explain things to people that just like, that kind of tick me off or in weird ways that just kind of fuck me up. Um, And people are just like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, I don't actually uh, know what you're talking about. It was kind of like the other day, I tried to explain this to somebody. I was driving down the street and uh, it was right when, so we had like a big snowstorm and then it just started to melt and it got warmer and warmer and then people come out and they're like, I'm gonna take my bicycle everywhere. Here's something I noticed. Um, how come everyone that you see riding a bike is a person who could obviously drive a nicer fucking car than you? You never like, like I mean, you'll get your, your average hipster or like, uh, you know, like maybe like, homeless dude on a kid's bike that you'll like see here and there but it's always people in like the full fucking garb you've got like like the swimsuit right like the 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 diving suit that they wear for aerodynamics the weird like almond shaped uh helmet they have like the the foot clips they have everything and meanwhile i'm the one that should probably not have a car payment because i'm broke and I should be riding a bicycle, but it's these people who could clearly be driving like, I don't know, an Audi, maybe a Rolls Royce, maybe not a Rolls Royce, BMW, 
Audi. It's just something I noticed. It's something that kind of fucked me up, threw me off. And it's things like this that get me thinking. Um, we were actually doing an episode for the other podcast that I do. And um, I was like looking up for some reason like how much buffalo weigh versus like how much elk weigh. I was just looking for like big game, right? Like how much do they weigh? Uh, things like that. And I look, looked up that and I don't know if you've ever been on Quora I think Quora is the website Quora.com and like you know you just go down the rabbit hole I guess it's like Yahoo Answers or any anything like that but like I'm reading about elk and buffalo and large animals and then it's like I click on another one because it's like list of large animals and then someone commented lol I wonder how much Clifford the big red dog weighs and then it was linked to another Quora question, specifically saying, how much does Clifford the Big Red Dog weigh? This is also put under Clifford the Big Red Dog, and it's also tagged under weights and measures, which I find pretty fucking funny. But to my surprise, there actually is one answer. And this is by Phelor Ryu. They answered on January the 18th, 2018. Um, and they are also the author of 569 answers and 354.2 thousand answer views. So basically, they're pretty fucking trustworthy. Um, and this was their answer for how much does Clifford the Big Red Dog weigh? Despite being a fictional dog, I've actually thought about this when I was younger. How much he'd weigh, the amount of food he'd eat, water he'd drink, and the general cost of owning a dog the size of a two-story building. With the approximate height range of him, it would be possible to get an approximate weight. With the house as our standard, a typical size range per floor of a house is 10 foot each floor, making Clifford about 17 to 20 feet tall from his head, 11 to 13 feet at the shoulder, which is the typical measuring point for normal dogs, so they say. If we compare this to animals of a similar height, it'd be close enough for an approximate weight. African elephants are about 11 feet tall and weigh around 13,000 pounds. A giraffe is about 16 to 20 feet tall and weighs only 2,600 pounds. A dog isn't as dense as an elephant, but not as lean as a giraffe. So let's cut the difference and say anywhere from 4,000 to 8,500 pounds. I'm not sure I agree with Phelor about cutting the difference, but I do appreciate it because more fun numbers come. If he's fed on a high-quality diet, he would need 85 to 143 cups of kibble per day. That's between 42.5 and 71.5 pounds of food each day. The bag of food I was using as my base, calorie count and costs, comes in at 30-pound bag that costs $38.99 at my local pet store. So to feed Clifford for an entire month, it's going to be $1,657 to $2,7807. Whoa, said that wrong. Uh, to $2,787, not including tax. Gotta pay the man for your big red dog. Okay, so he would probably drink around 30 to 50 gallons of water per day, depending on the temperature and his exercise. That's 900 to 1,500 gallons a month. This cost can vary depending on where you live. I like how he doesn't even give you a number. He's just like, you fucking know how much about a zillion gallons of water would cost. 
Given his massive size, he would need a much larger dose of vaccines. This is the shit. See, this is like food, water. Um, this I always think of. This next shit, Phalor goes over the top. This is where I forgive him for kind of making up how much this fucking dog weighs. It says, given his massive size, he would need a much larger dose of vaccines. Flea and tick preventative and heartworm preventative. And then there's the issue of finding a vet who isn't afraid they'll be eaten. Also never fucking thought of that. Pretty super nice to Emily Elizabeth, so I don't know. Um, who knows if they'd decide to charge for dealing with your pet house. After taking all that into consideration, I don't think I want a dog the size of Clifford. Feeding him alone costs more than our apartment. Thanks, Phalor. Holy shit. All right, everyone. There you have it. I guess this is what the show's going to sound like. Kind of just me talking to myself and you listening. So thanks for listening to me talking to myself. Uh, don't forget our three fan fantastic goods and services uh, that we are brought to you by today that's atomic sponge bestbathrooms.com and hold the olives uh, also you can hear my theme song and more at prod by derek on soundcloud that's also derek the producer dj diddles uh, people also call him daryl um, or darnell so if you ever see him call him whatever the fuck you want so I hope you'll come back for another episode, but until next time, just remember that The Simpsons is still a fucking show.